Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along today. As we get into the Word of God and allow it to transform our lives, our thinking, our lifestyle, our behavior, our attitudes, the Word of God is the best instruction book given. Of course, God gave it to us. He's our creator, He's our maker, and He gave us this instruction book. And we work best as we follow what it says in here. And so today we we're talking about making decisions, making good decisions. We've been talking about that all week. If you're new today, you might check out the last few days. Go to the page here on YouTube, Tom the Preacher, and uh, check out the last few days as we've talked about making good decisions. We've talked about the importance of make, making them based on real knowledge. You don't want to make uninformed decisions. You want to use better than the internet, though. If you want to make good decisions, there's a place to find real knowledge. We've talked about the importance of discernment, and that is the wisdom that comes from experience and sometimes making poor decisions and learning from them so we don't continue to repeat those bad decisions. We start making good decisions. Today, I'd like to talk about, again, this key verse we've been looking at, Philippians 1, verse 9, where Paul writes this, I pray that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ Jesus. Again, may I remind us, God wants us to live a life that's excellent, superior, great. There's, there, I think often we can make decisions or courses in life. We can make bad choices. We can make good choices. And we can make great choices, great decisions. And I think God definitely doesn't want us to do the bad ones. The good ones are okay, but I think God wants us to make the great ones. He wants us to distinguish and understand what's really the best life to live. That's how I want to live. I hope that's how you want to live. Jesus talked about how God's word will bear fruit in our lives. The seed of God's word sown upon good soil, and that should be us. We don't want to be rocky or hard or thorny soil. But the seed of God's word sown on good soil would bear 30, 60, and 100 fold. And I don't know about you. I'd like to be one of those 100-fold types. Now, if I'm 30, that's fine. If I'm 60, that's fine. It's better than being rocky, thorny, or hard. But I'd prefer being a hundredfold. That's been one of my prayers to God. I hope it's your prayer too. We want what God has. We want God's best for our lives. But notice again what he says. We talked about real knowledge. We've talked about discernment. But notice the key thing, the first thing he says here. I pray that your love may abound. I pray that your love may abound. If you want to lead a good life and make good decisions, whether they be little decisions that you make every day or little decisions that seem inconsequential, or whether they be big decisions that like are going to affect the whole rest of your life and maybe your eternity, one key thing is that we want to have abounding love. We want to have abounding love. Love if you make a decision based on sincere, true, agape or godly love, a genuine interest and concern for others, well, you almost can't go wrong. 
you almost can't go wrong in life. The two great commandments, Jesus said, are found in Matthew 22. And he said that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. A second commandment is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments based all the law, all of God's commandments are based on these two ideas. If you love, if you make decisions based on a love for God and you make it and or a love for other people, a sincere, genuine love for other people, not a fake love, not a, not a syrupy love, not a fleshly or carnal love, but a genuine godly love, you just can't go wrong. You just can't go wrong. Oh, there might be times it seems like you're a little bit behind, but life will treat you well. You're, you're, you're going to be happy with the decisions you make in the long run of life if you make them based on love. Let's look at an example of what this means, because you know many people, they make their decisions instead on what? Selfishness. The opposite of love is not hate, although obviously if you hate, that's, the, that's contrary to love. But the opposite of godly love is selfishness. Now, let me be clear here. There's a, there, I believe there's a difference between selfishness and doing things that are responsible for yourself. Sometimes people can be so concerned about not being selfish that they're not responsible. They don't take care of their own lives. They don't take care of their families. They don't make decisions that are, that are, uh, that are responsible. And, and the great commandment, the second great commandment says, love as yourself. And so sometimes this is what God, sometimes we can be so concerned about loving that we don't even think about ourselves. So I don't want you to go to an extreme here where you neglect your own self-interest as a follower of Christ and as a disciple of Christ. But selfishness means that I'm doing everything just for me, me, me. I want to get, get, get. It's all about me. Notice what he says here later in the book of Philippians. He says this, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. So you are to look out for your own personal interests. You've got to do that. But you're also to be, it's not selfish to look out for your own personal interests, but you must also be looking out for the interests of others. I like to consider this in, in, say, negotiations or with interactions with other people as a win-win. Some people, it seems like they're only happy if everything is win-lose. I've got to win, you've got to lose. And that's not what God, that's not how God wants his kingdom children to be living. Rather, we want to look out for not only our interests, but the interests of others. And so we make decisions based on love. In 1 Corinthians 16, verse 14, let all that you do be done in love. And so everything, big decisions, little decisions, big acts, little acts, we want to make sure that we're actually, we want a win-win situation. So I am um, I give an example of this. We, you know, re- recently, well, seven or eight years ago, Roz and I moved in the same neighborhood, but we moved to a different home. And the people buying our home um, when we met, <laughs> when we met to uh, negotiate, or when we met to sign the closing papers, uh, the husband said, 
when we were negotiating, we were enemies. But now that we're, we're closing, we'll be friends. And I thought to myself, wow, I wasn't thinking that way. I wanted you to be happy with your deal, but I want to be happy myself. I didn't think of you as an enemy. I thought, let's have a win-win situation. Here's the problem. When we live in a, when we want to have win-win, this is what Philippians 2 is talking about. Don't only look out for your interests, but look out for the interests of others. You want, you want to be happy, you want the other person to be happy. You don't want to be selfish, like I've got to win and you got to lose, but rather both win. That's what makes friendships. That's what makes love. That's what, that's what makes life happy. I would think people who live contrary to that, they've got to win and the other guy's got to lose. Uh, all the time, and they can't be happy otherwise, I think would be living pretty unhappy lives. Now, we live in a world where if you live this way, there will be people trying to take advantage of you. That's the reason I share about the, my, our housing experience. The guy's trying to take advantage of me. And you know what? He probably did get a better deal. And, and as soon as he said that, I, I thought, oh, my goodness, I should have negotiated tougher. I should have stood my ground. I should have demanded more. He probably got, I, I, I probably could have made some more money on this than I did. But that's not my goal in life. That's not my goal in life. My goal in life is to have true riches. My goal in life is to have true peace, true happiness. Is our finances a part of that? They're a part of it, but they're not the dominant part. The dominant part is that we make decisions based on love. We make decisions based on caring about human beings and loving other people. If Jesus only made decisions based on his own self-interest, would he have come to earth? Would he have given his life for us? He's our model. We're his disciples. We're called to follow him. Not in a foolish, stupid way, but certainly in a way that values human beings and loving others above what I can get out of them. We don't look at others to use them. We don't look at others to manipulate or take advantage of them. We look at others to love them and to serve them and to benefit them and to bless them. You do that and your life will go pretty well. You, you may have some losses, but if you live a life of Philippians 2, do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, humility of mind, consider others more important than yourself, look out for their interests too. You live a life of abounding love. You live a life where all that you do is done in love. It, there might be some others that seems like they get ahead of you. It'll be short term. In the long term, you'll be a winner. In the long term, you'll be a happy person. In the long term, you'll be a fulfilled person. You'll find life satisfying and you'll live at peace with a good conscience. This is how to make good decisions. Father in heaven, how we thank you for the example of you that you don't do anything. Lord, if you were selfish, if you just, it was all about you, and there was no blessing in our lives, we'd all perish. We thank you for the example of our Lord Jesus Christ, who did not come to be served, but to serve, who gave his life as a ransom for others, who laid down his life for us. us. Jesus, thank you that you showed us that all you do, you do in love. And we want to have the same attitude in us as you had. We're your disciples. You're our teacher. You're our Lord. We want to follow your example. We want to walk in your ways. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the ultimate triumpher. You're the ultimate victor. Your way of life 
it, you triumphed, you rose from the dead, you showed that even the ultimate sacrifice you made was a triumph, and we bless you. Oh, give us grace, we pray. Give us grace to make decisions in life based on abounding love, caring for others, valuing people. This is the great commandments. These are the great commandments. This is how we are created to exist. Our flesh may militate against it, but true life is found in a life of love, making decisions based on love. I pray for this, and I pray give us that real knowledge that all discernment delivers from a fake love or a phony love, but might we have real love with all knowledge, real knowledge and all discernment. We pray this, we give you this day to follow you as your disciples, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. I love the Word of God, and I love following it. I'll tell you this, I've never regretted obeying God. I've never regretted following His ways. I never regretted putting putting His commandments into practice. You won't either. Oh, short-term, like I said, sometimes it seems like we fall a little bit behind. But long-term, God fills us with an abundance that the world cannot give. We have something the world didn't give. Don't let the world take it away from you. If you're new here today, welcome. I hope you will join us regularly. Subscribe to our channel. Tell your friends. Like the video. Introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from. If you know me, how you know me. I'd love to have you be part of our community. We come here every morning, 8.30 a.m. live. Or you can watch the video anytime throughout the day. I believe them up for, you know, I believe them up forever, actually. You can listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. Just search for Tom the Preacher and you'll find me. So those of you here every day, I love you. So glad you're part of the community. So glad that you pray for me. I pray for you. God bless you. I love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.